Welcome to the Hollow Chronicles, episode two. The Deuce. The Deuce is in the house. I'm Andy. This is Josh. Shout out to the BMB. To the BMB. Blue Milk Brigade. Well, here we are, dude. Episode two. Number Live. Number two. Giving it a go. Talking about our favorite subject. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars, everybody. Um, shout out to Trevor. Yeah. Shout out to Sheldon. Trevor's more machine than man right now. Right now. Yeah, he's, he's got a major major brace going on one of his legs. Kicking it on the couch, drawing stormtroopers in the felt. That's legit. That was really cool. Wish we could share with you guys, but that's legit. So on the Twitters, I sent it out to a bunch of the Star Wars podcast Now people. by it, hold on, by it, you mean, what did Trevor do? He, with his finger, mm-hmm. because he's propped up, because he has knee surgery and he's not super mobile. Right, MCL, ACL stuff. Yeah. Um, he was bored because he's just lounging around. And so Trevor, being the artist that he is, um, in charge of the artwork for this podcast. Mm, expert. And um, general artist in general. I said general twice. Um, That's fine. I can edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it and post, please. Right. You got that engineer? Okay. But with his finger... Um, you know how like a microfiber couch, if you pet it one way, it right. looks lighter, mm. and if you pet it the other way, it looks darker. You bet. <laughs> well, he drew like he drew two things, and they're phenomenal, better than anything I could ever do with a pen and paper, pencil, whatever. But he drew a stormtrooper that looks awesome. Yeah, in a couch cushion, a on couch. a couch cushion, where and- anyone's butt will destroy it. <laughs> And he drew Yoda wielding a lightsaber. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's rad. And so you put it out to Twitter, and what did they... What did... And so I sent it out to a bunch of people um, in the Twitter universe that do Star Wars things that I am not really affiliated with in any way other than I'm just fans of what they do. Sure. Um, and uh, it got a lot of positive responses back from it. Like, dude, that was awesome. I'm like, hey, man, it wasn't me. But thank you. Yeah, just, I'll, I'll pass Take it credit. along. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh-huh. my knee's feeling better. In the BMB. <laughs> I got better. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> um, well, right on. Well, what do we got today? What's on the agenda? Well, um, first of all, uh, before we get to Star Wars news, I've got something for you, Josh. What do you have? It is, we're a month away from Christmas, mm. and I know that... You're not going to open your gift yet, but I do have something for you now. Well, oh, wow. And it's, it's Christmas surprise? Yeah, it's a Christmas surprise on the oh, pod. And you're reaching into your pocket? And I'm reaching into my is pocket. Is that a credit card? Oh, it's no. It's not a credit oh. card. Oh. What is it? Oh, my gosh. This is fantastic. So what I'm looking at is a patch, and it has, of course, the iconic Star Wars logo at the top with the little uh, brackets around the words... I backed the barge. Yes. <laughs> That's fantastic, which yes, I did. did. Wow. Very cool, man. So it looks like, um, this is not good pod, but it looks like the Star Wars Return of the Jedi logo. It does. Yeah. But instead of Return of the Jedi, it says, I backed the barge. I backed the barge. So does anyone know what that means? Of course you know what that means if you're keeping up. But uh, yeah, uh, so we got the, what was it? Almost a year now, right? We're coming up on it. Yeah, we're, it's supposed to, so the February, barge, the yeah. barge is Kenner's Katana project that they were doing for Star Wars. <clears throat> it's a four foot long Jabba's sail barge called yeah. the Katana. 
and you could pre-order it. Last. And it was kind of like a GoFundMe backer bullcrap, which is hilarious. Yeah, like, if, oh, we'll see if we get if, enough people to sign up for this. If we get 5,000 people to join, <laughs> we'll do it. Now, the funny story about that is that we, I, was, I think I was in the two or three hundreds when I signed up as far as how many people had purchased. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a pretty penny. It's 500 bucks. Yeah. And so when you're looking at it, you're like, oh, man, 5,000. And then you guys weren't far. You weren't far behind. I, I don't know if... Did Trevor go in on one? No, I don't think he did. Just you. Yeah. So... Uh, you weren't far behind, and then it got up around like the twenty-five, three thousand level, and kind of, kind of stalled, stalled out. for a while. And yeah. we're like, "Hey, the date's coming up." Yeah, and- it was like a couple weeks and to go, and we were still a couple thousand away. And they'd given us all these teasers. I mean, you had like <laughs> internal <laughs> fly-throughs and all this stuff, and I mean, you're just more and more excited. 3D rendering. You're like and- interviewing the nerdy guy that helped model it, you know, like, oh, watching all the vids. But yeah. man, this is fantastic. I love it. Yeah. I and, backed the barge. And so you can I might have it- backed more than one barge, but I, I backed barges. <laughs> <laughs> we backed barges. We backed so. barges. Man, that's going to be a great day in and, February when and, the yes, doorbell the- cam. Ding dong. Shows the poor UPS guy hauling <laughs> hauling boxes to the front porch. Oh god! And I'll be, be running home. That'll be so much fun. Yeah, and, and it'll be like Christmas in February, or push back to March. Whatever happens. But the only thing now, did we talk about this as far as the uh, the additional prize that's coming with that barge? No, we have not. <laughs> Which in some circles have been said could be worth as much as the barge. Yeah. At its $500 price tag, which, by the way, is non-existent because they didn't release this option to Canada or a lot of Europe. <laughs> I think yeah. England or the UK was able to get it. but So there are people paying a pretty penny to well, get one of these barges. So Yeah, I've seen them on eBay already as the people that have pre-ordered right. a barge selling them on eBay on the pre-order for three and four times the amount. Jiminy. Which is mean they don't even have in hand. No. But they're just pre-selling they're, the option to take the one that they're going to get. Yeah. And they probably bought a couple, but... Interesting. Yeah. yeah, and I was in a Star Wars store where the, the owner of that store said he was getting offers from guys from Canada. We're, we're uh, in a state that's pretty close to Canada. Guys saying, hey, it's it was 500 bucks. They're like, I'll give you 1000 Just buy it for me. Because they can't technically order it. So, I yeah. mean, what a crazy deal. It's very cool. It's for real, though. It's a four-foot-long toy. Right. So it's, it's, it's serious. Now, I know we need to move on, but interestingly enough, because there is the, the other little original barge from the original uh, uh, Return of the Jedi toy collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that one called? Is it called anything special other than uh, Skiff, Mini Skiff? It's, or it's the, just called the, the Skiff, Skiff or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That one I, uh, I purchased, and you as well, before me, but for a better price, but I purchased, uh, <laughs> to, you know, obviously to complement this upcoming barge, and I think I paid more for it than I did for the, for the four-footer. That's, that's what's crazy. That's what's insane. The, this four-foot awesomeness is, is as much as the little 1985 yeah, little skiff. skiff. It did come with a box in the direction, so, so fact. So you I mean, come on. For you, which is nice. Which is nice. Oh. All right. <laughs> Star Wars news Time for the of the news. day. Woo! All right. First thing up is that they have announced the lead to The Mandalorian. Ah, it's fantastic. And it's going to be Pedro Pascal, who you might remember as the Viper from Game of Thrones. Pedro Pascal. His head is still intact. His eyeballs are still... Ah, he was a classy fellow, though. And oh, I mean, yes. ooh. Sexy beast. Yeah. Those... Uh, Gosh, wield those stick. guys from the south or whatever they were. Yeah, the Viper. I can't remember. I haven't watched Game of Thrones in so long that I, I'm forgetting all my, my uh, geography. <laughs> but he's a fantastic actor. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, I think I don't think anybody was disappointed in that announcement. No, no, he's a cool dude. Um, now that being said, it's like, well, what the heck is he doing? What role is he playing? You know, yeah, still don't exactly know that, but we have thoughts on that from episode one. Of yeah, the listen Chronicles. to episode one if you want to hear about our little thoughts. Mm, yeah, we could be right. Could be totally wrong. <laughs> More than likely. We'll find out together. That's right. Um, also heard that Nick Nolte has a role. Which is interesting. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, there does seem to be a need for old, scraggly, crazy old you gotta sages. Have, you got to have the wise man. Or, or, just, or the goofy, crazy guy. Or the half robotic, you know, guy that... <laughs> with could, a gravelly voice. With a gravelly voice, The crazy yeah. laugh, you know. That's good for, uh, good for trailers, you know, whispering stuff. Yeah. Um, and then something that I know you were excited about um, is the uh, Cassian Andor series that they are going to yeah make kind of another standalone little series. Yeah, and they're using the original actor. Yeah, Diego, um, Diego Luna. From Rogue One. Diego Luna, I got to do the, and if you haven't done this, buy the ticket, just go to Anaheim or wherever you're close to and go to The Void Experience is what it's called. I'm sure you can look it up. And that is a virtual reality uh, Star Wars experience. I'll tell you what, the first time I did it, I, it was mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. But the point being is that uh, that actor is is uh, in it, featured in it, and he plays a great role, and he kind of sets you on your mission and on a video screen while you're inside of a of a spaceship flying towards this lava plant. It's so good. It's so good. Quick question. Yeah. Was there any sort of, um, uh, like unbalancing effect with the VR. Uh, 100%. There there was cuz I went with my family, so my uh, wife and my two daughters and which is hilarious cuz my 10-year-old daughter, you know, she's whatever 4 foot 8 or something, short, pretty short for a stormtrooper, which is what you are. You dress as a stormtrooper, you're in disguise. I don't want to give too many spoilers so you can go do it. But <laughs> she literally was this tiny little stormtrooper and when you look at her, she's looking at you. It's just fantastic. But to answer your question, when you depart the starship there's a ramp that goes out across a lava field, which is to your virtual reality eyes, like a hundred feet below you, just bubbling lava. And you're supposed to you're supposed to walk across this ramp to a little skiff, huh? Skiff hey. that takes you to the uh, to the base that you're infiltrating. And we were shuffling across that, <laughs> which is hilarious. Well, I would have loved to have <laughs> been in the room without the VR goggles oh. just, just to watch you guys. Well, there is somebody. There's a handler that follows you around. <laughs> I had a gentle push on the back a couple times as I was in a heavy firefight backing it into cover. And they're like, no, 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 no. Keep going, idiot. This is fake. Yes. So, yeah. Push forward. Yeah. Move forward. Yeah. Like, so Like, we're, uh, like uh, Normandy and then WWI. Yeah, yeah. We were shuffling across a, uh, a fake ramp. On a completely solid piece of ground somewhere in a in a building uh, in in downtown Hollywood Disney or, or uh, uh, Disney whatever they call it yeah that sounds downtown Disney like a lot of fun yep um, one thing that I was really psyched out about um, is John Williams they released a John Williams song to the upcoming episode nine called Galaxy's Edge. And uh, you can listen to it online. You can watch. There's Disney's a, got it on their site. Yeah, and, and it kind of gives you a glimpse at the Star Wars world that they're creating. It oh looks, my goodness! Looks immense. Which is hilarious because last I was actually in Disneyland earlier this year in uh, March or or whenever, and the only ride that you can get a decent glimpse is two. There's one and a half. Uh, the half being if you get on the train that goes around Disney. Yeah. Uh, there's which a, is lame. Which is they improved a couple things, but it's still lame. Um, 
and it's a good way to rest and go just around the park. But uh, nice. there's a, a one a one glimpse that you can get through the trees while everyone's looking forward. I'm looking over my shoulder. Knowing going, what's over yeah, there. Yeah, I'm like, oh, and get a glimpse of a couple buildings. And then Thunder Mountain. Mm-hmm. If you get to the very top of Thunder Mountain where the billy goats are right yeah. before you yeah. go down, you get a nice shot, but it's too fast and you go down. So I went on Thunder Mountain like 10 times just to get a look. But uh, Pull your phone out and... Yeah, I did. Yeah, send it to you, maybe. Yeah, it happened. Um, uh, uh, but the fly-through they do for the release of this song is the best I've seen. I You yeah. just got me pumped up because you told me about it before we started here, and so we went and watched it, and I was like, ooh, I'm going to watch it like well, 20 more times the now. The video is cool because you're catching a glimpse of something that is not well-known yet. Right, right? or complete, which or, is... Or complete. Yeah. And, and behind it, you have it set to... A John Williams song from the new movie that's only he come can out. do that, and it's it's great if you like John Williams and the scores that he's put together. This sounds very much like John Williams, and it sounds unlike Any, Star Star yeah. Wars music from what he's done in the past. This is original, and so you might I, I'm I'm sure that some of the songs when they do the full soundtrack, they will have callbacks to. You know, they'll undertone like a familiar sure. um, part of a song. You know, they'll call back to it and maybe glimpses, um, especially like, you know, I figure when somebody is using the force, like Ray's using the force, there'll be a call back to Empire Strikes Back, you know. Dun, 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 sure, sure. Dun, dun, dun. Famous. And so, I mean, th- they would be right to do so too. But like one of the best things about episode one was Duel of the Fates. Right, like I love a new, that. So, a new yes, song, a new for one, a new scene, and and when I hear that, I know exactly what I'm thinking of when I hear that song. And aren't so, we? Aren't we so lucky that we've had John Williams? And it appears we're going to make it because there's a chance, right? I mean, yeah, poor Carrie Fisher, we didn't make it, but uh, that we have John Williams for at least you know, yeah, the, the nine, the nine movies uh, until obviously there's plenty more in the works. But I mean. Just to kind of maybe hopefully wrap it up, we had John Williams through all of those, and, and I think that's pretty lucky for yes, 40 years we or whatever. are better for it. We are. Which brings us to the last bit of news for, all right. for um, at least this segment. Um, we were not fortunate enough to make it through the um, Avengers series with Stan. Yeah. Stan Lee yeah. passed away at a, at a ripe old age, um, but the guy... I mean, in the entertainment world, I can't think of a guy who's had a bigger impact. In the world of wonder, which comes from movies like Star Wars and and uh, collection comic book collections like the X Men and the Avengers and and all that. I mean, he really was a part of my life as a child. You know, making me use my imagination and and uh, completely love and respect the impossible and the wondrous and the galaxy type far far away type of mentality, which obviously. Um, he did in his own universe. Yeah, so. and and the, you know his fingers have a long reach. Um, they, you know, obviously he's best known for the comics. Sure. And then through that came toys, and then through that came television shows, and through that came movies. And I would say his popularity um, now at the end of his life couldn't have been higher. No. Like. At the peak of comic book time, the golden age and silver age yep. of comics. 80s and 90s, yep. 80s, uh, really. Well, before that. Well, 80s and se- 70s and 80s, I guess you'd say. But I remember they were dying out in the 90s. for. Uh, but they had a resurgence, for sure. Yeah, and, and I don't think his stuff is uh, 
it is more popular now than it ever has yep. been. And he's reaching audiences now generationally, which, which just stack, Spider-Man stack man. It. I mean, yeah. And you go through all of the characters that he had a hand in creating in their stories and black Panther and Iron Man. And just like all the big names, like those yeah. are Stan Lee's creation. And what was, what I think, what I think he'll be best remembered for is that it doesn't matter what kind of a kid or person that you are or were, there was a character for you. Right. There was somebody that everybody could gravitate to. There was something for any viewer of his comics. Well, and there was also a sense of, uh, for Star Wars, uh, a sense of hope always. There's um, challenge. Uh, his Towards the late, you know, they did a great job where superheroes were imperfect, you know, and, and, and I think he had a hand in that. While obviously there was plenty of superheroes that were just super, right? Super. But, uh, uh, and then a great, a great sense of humor. I mean, the fact that he made it into every movie up until his death <laughs> yes. is just, just lends to the, you know, obviously He's, somebody at some point was, had, the first time he was in a movie, they had to be like, oh, come on, you know. And now it was like, where's Stan? You're just waiting for him. And of course, yeah, yeah. he's playing the, you know, the conductor or the yeah, movie guy so or he whatever. Became, he became, it, I mean, I don't think I was ever afraid of, oh, that's corny. You know, like, oh, hey, this It Stan. had to be. You needed yes, it to be. absolutely. And, and in a funny way, Stan became an Easter egg. Yeah. You His were, own Easter egg, yeah, yes. You knew he was coming at some point, but you were, you were curious to see how they were going to inject him into the next movie. Well, we'll miss you, Stan Lee, and uh, thank you for your contribution to my imagination and, and millions and millions of others. Excelsior. Excelsior. Well, okay, well, that kind of actually brings us to a good segue here because um, I think one of the things we're going to try and do with this podcast is have just a brief little Easter egg discussion in each one for those that... Uh, you know, follow the Star Wars movies. They do little nods to other things throughout the Star Wars universe and sometimes in other universes also uh, because of their popularity or influence on or the actors there and on the actors or the directors mm-hmm. um, at different times in their lives. So, what I want to uh, throw out here uh, for our very first Easter egg discussion here is that. Um, oh, I don't know. It's my Easter egg <laughs> <Did> noise. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, did you want did you want a porg? There it is. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, there you uh, go. Easter egg. I guess close enough. Easter egg discussion sound by Okay. Go. Um, we're still we're still working on this. Yeah, we're <laughs> So in um in the Han Solo movie, yep. They're uh in Dryden Voss's kind of office the bad guy slash lounge <laughs> yeah the bad guy in in solo there was a lot of interesting things that he had on display another collector yes collector. another collector mm. by heart and you know i can't feel too bad mm-hmm. losing him but um spoiler <laughs> but there was um a large glass skull right um on atop one of the tables um on his ship and you know there were there were many people that were like a big glass skull. What, what the heck is that there for? Is that and pretty prominently in a in a major scene. So it was yeah, definitely a prop. To it be was seen. it was there intentionally. It wasn't sure. just uh, we'll keep this as part of the background or the decor. It was there for a reason. And uh, many people hold that um, to be attributed to Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, the most popular Indiana Jones ever made, <laughs> the best one of the four. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't necessarily think that was the reason. Uh, I um, hope not. 
But um, there are many people that believe that to be a nod to the Indiana Jones series. Right. Um, and even next to it, you pointed this out to me because I missed it. Go the ahead. idol, the idol from the original Indiana Jones, the Ra- one that he Raiders uses. Raiders of the, the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark, and he uses the band, uh, bag of sand to, uh, to replace. And, of course, that works perfectly because a giant boulder comes down and tries to smash him. <laughs> yeah. Good old Indy. <laughs> no, but the little idol is right there. It, yeah, it's right. And so I to me to... to me now I know you have another theory which I like and which I think could be just connected now. Now mm-hmm. they can tie two things in one. Mm-hmm. But to me that seems like a, a confirmation of the nod like hey, this is the uh the uh, Indiana Jones display case for for Harrison Ford who's not in solo. Right. So this is this is a solo nod via Indiana Jones. Sure. It's a Spielberg Lucas, you know, I mean they're right. all tied together. And it, and John it, Williams. It, Maybe it's just John Williams. <laughs> yeah. It all connects <laughs> together for and and what it's fun is that it gives the nerds like us something to talk about. Sure. But um uh, what I think and I could be wrong, I could be right. It could be the Indiana Jones tie in because sure. that wouldn't be bad either. But I think, and this is a, maybe a little another layer for um, for the for the younger crowd here. But um, in 1980, there was a trilogy of books called the Han Solo series, uh, because obviously Han Solo was uh, an incredibly popular yep. um, figure and character in the Star Wars line. And um, so there was a there was a, a book. Uh, a set of three books, sorry, a trilogy written about him, and one of the books was called Indiana Jones and the Lost Legacy. You mean uh, Han Solo and the Lost Legacy. <laughs> Indiana Jones. Here we go. That's yeah. all right. Same that, guy. That sounds like it could be. It does. Book. It does. Han Solo and the Lost Legacy, and on the cover of it, there's uh, Han and Chewie, and there is a big glass or crystal skull on it that looks almost identical to yeah. the one that's on display. Which to me, I think, supports your theory too. So I think like it's all tied up. I think that's cool. And then, of course, that is no longer, that that universe doesn't exist anymore, yeah, it's right? It's no longer canon. It right. exists, but it's it's alternate now. Mm. It's not. We need Stan Lee to help us figure that one out. <sighs> if only we yeah. had an affinity stone. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah. It, but that's cool. That's a cool Easter egg. I, I appreciate it because uh, uh, you guys will learn. Um, Andy is the one who keeps uh, all the rest of our little group that we have. It's a group of collectors that, uh, uh, and, and we have a chat and, um, Andy (laughs) will, has no qualms. We haven't enforced a rule yet as like what the times are like never after midnight, never before 6am. doesn't matter. You're going to get a a, a tweet or a a copy of a tweet on a text. That's going to show you something random. And this is one of them. So it was fun to look at. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if I got a good idea, I'm going to share it. That's the way it is. I'm not ashamed. Yeah, um, keeps us on the toes. Speaking of collecting, speaking of collecting, Josh, it's collecting so time. First, you talk first. I talk first. Yeah, something like that. Uh, we have a collector tip every episode of this podcast. Last or for the first podcast, what was the collector tip? Tip was to keep your, you know, stay focused. You know, pick pick a line that you're going to go down and stick with it to the end. Uh, distractions can take away not only from uh, your enjoyment of finishing a collection, but also your funds. 
So I think we were talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've the, been distracted before. <laughs> the ex- the ex- <laughs> I think we all have been very distracted. The example that I gave was that I knew that I wanted to collect the all of the original figures. I wanted all of those. And, since there and was, their weapons. And their weapons. And since there was a finite number of them, I stopped because at the onset, my collection was all over the place. Right. And... It, there was no direction to it. There was it lacked feel, lacked a rhythm. Right. And so, um, so I found it very beneficial to say, nope, this is what I'm. This is my goal, and this is what I'm going to shoot for. And when I'm done with that, then I'll set out another goal. Good. So that was a good tip from the last time. So what do you got for us this time? Um, this time has to do with the art of negotiation, and that's why I played the soundbite that I did. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. It all ties together mm-hmm. once again, um, and. In case you didn't hear it, because we were talking over it. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. Yeah. <laughs> Negotiations can be awkward sometimes, but very um, awkward. The art of negotiation, and this is something that I learned watching American Pickers. Wow. Yes. Wow. Frank and the other guy, <laughs> Mike. Okay. <laughs> Frank and Mike. But this was one of Frank's things. He was known as the Bundler. Mm. Mm. Okay. For those of you that have seen um, American Pickers, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, when you are in a negotiation for something that you're interested in purchasing in or something you're interested in selling in, but I'm more on the buyer end since we are, right. this is a collector thing. Right. And we can um, get into trade tips later, right? Yeah. Uh, but what you are willing to spend, um, kind of depends on what you are going to do with what you're trying to buy. Now, if you're trying to buy it to resell it, you're not going to spend as much right? because you want to flip it for a profit. But if you're buying for your own self or for a gift or, you know, if, if you're buying for your collection, there are times when you are willing to spend a little bit more, okay? And sometimes, you're getting back to the bundling idea, sometimes you can get better deals the more you buy. It's kind of like the Costco idea, but, right. but for Star Wars collectors. And this, this is true if you're collecting the new stuff, the medium stuff, or the old original stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been times when uh, there was one thing in particular that I really wanted, but the person I was buying from was really looking to unload what they had because you know they needed some cash or whatever. Right. And so you say, okay, well, I'll take, this and this, and this is the price I'm going to give for you. And so you end up getting, you can end up getting a better deal if you buy a little bit more. If you pay a little bit more than you were willing to pay for just the one item, but you can end up with more spreading things, spreading your cost over more things. And and then, do you have one in particular that you can recall that you did that was, that was a pretty good deal for a a two for a three for a set. And you were actually pulling one thing out of a set and were able to turn the other stuff around. Yes, I can, Josh. Thank you for asking. Are you going to tell us or are you just going to say yes? <laughs> no. Um, one of the first things I bought when I decided that I was going to collect all of the figures, um, I went, um, there was a guy new in Tacoma named Paul, actually in Graham, Washington. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had almost an entire set for sale. And I had some figures already. Now, I... I asked him, and this was early on, and so I was learning the collector world at mm-hmm. this time, um, very much a rookie in this process. You know, I went through and said, okay, well, I need him, and I need that one, and I need her, and I need this guy, and that figure, and this figure. 
Um, so how much for that? And so he would individually go through, and this one's worth about this much, right. and this one's about this much, and this one's about this much. And so um, what I ended up having, and, and these were complete figures too, and so it's like, um, okay, well, individually they all added up to about $900, and it was about, <laughs> I don't know, I want to say about close to 50 figures. But for... Um, for I think, yeah, for eighteen hundred dollars, which was double what I sure when double what I needed, right? I could get almost the entire set, which was the entire set. All but two of them had their accessories, plus I had the half of the uh, last seventeen figures. Oh wow! And so, um, so I said, well, how much for all of them? And he's like, um, I, he said two thousand. I said, well, could you do eighteen? And, you know, we negotiated a little bit. And, and then I ended up getting nearly the entire set in one swoop. Granted, I spent more. Right. Um, but it was within what I had an idea of what I could spend. So it wasn't just like I was hitting the ATM right. for the third time, you know, at, at the late night at the casino kind well, of action. Yeah, that happens. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. No casino scenes, right? So. <laughs> no casino scenes. <laughs> <laughs> oh Josh. Yeah. You you please me. <laughs> um but yeah, so I, I it's kind of an extreme case, but what I ended up doing, I ended up getting a great deal on nearly an entire set. And so what I did, I got back home with all of these figures and I kept which one of the two cuz uh, again, had I had them, some yeah. already. I kept the better one of the two and then I sold all of mine basically or the ones that I didn't want to keep as a lot. And so I ended up making about 600 of that back. So, I mean, ultimately, I spent about $300 more than I needed to spend, but I nearly completed what was about a half of an original set. Wow. And so, uh, again, it, you, you kind of might have to be willing to fork out some money and then, you know, recoup it on the way back. But it is, it's a, I've found it to be a great way to get what you want, and then maybe if, if you get more than what you want, you can, you can sell it on the back end and, and end up making... Or even just breaking even is kind of fun, too. Or breaking even, given that you paid X amount for the one that you wanted, and then the rest kind of wash themselves out, which is, I think, we did a lot. We kind of made a deal with our own collectors of, like, extra guys, go for this price. Yeah. And so you go, you go and you'd spend 50 or $60 on something. You get eight guys or 10 guys, and you're like, all right, well, these guys are five bucks without weapons you know, or without accessories. These guys are five bucks. You get 20 bucks back. You help another buddy get his collection rolling, which is what we did, mm-hmm. and, and you definitely helped me do. And, uh, and yeah, you know, you're like your 60 turns into 40 or your 40 turns into 20. And it's not so bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, and that's another tip we should probably throw out there is be careful of people that think their collections are worth more than they are. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you could see some pretty crazy prices because uh, somebody got up in the attic and they're like, oh my gosh, this is original Star Wars. I'm like, well, they made millions of these. So uh, <laughs> yeah. they're still out there with the exception of a few. Do you have time for a quick story? Okay. Right, yeah. We got, we got, uh, all right. Can you do it in two minutes or less? I can do it in two minutes all or right, less. Let's do it. Offer up. This lady had. 30 figures for sale. Um, she said they were her sons. She wanted $100 for 30 figures, some of which had their accessories. Mm. I messaged her. And I said, hey, love what you have for sale here. I think they might be a little bit more than $100. I, 
you know. I, oh, you gave the whole help you out yeah. scenario. Wow. Yeah, I was going to be the good guy, so she, so I would endear myself to her, mm. which is also a good thing that's to a, do. That's like a bundling that's, tip. Yeah, a <laughs> Bundle bit. in your heart. <laughs> and so, and so I said, hey, you know, I, I'd, I'd go a little bit higher for that because I think what you got there is worth more than a hundred bucks. And uh, she said, oh, okay, thank you. I'll get back to you. Well, she came back to me for those same 30 things, and, and the price tag changed from $100 to $1,900. Oh, oh, something happened. Yeah, and so... Did she just add a zero? <laughs> Should it have been 190 no, It was intentional, and that's the crazy thing. I said, I, you know, and more or less, I said, lady, you're nuts. <laughs> And uh, and I'm not going to be nice anymore. And I said, uh, I said, I would, I would appreciate it if, if you would sell it to me for the original because I didn't have to tell you that. Yes, what you have is worth more than what you were offering for it, and I would have paid for it, but that is not a fair price. And so, I, if you want to come down on that at all, feel free. But did she, not. She didn't. Mm. She didn't. Man, I have found a great deal for around nineteen. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, you're the guy that picked that up. Well, cool. That's a good tip. You know, we are, uh, if you didn't know, um, we're, we're just a collector group. So, I mean, of course, you know, we've said it like 17 times. But we love to collect. That's our number one number one priority. But, man, we love Star Wars. So what's next? Move along. Okay, thank you. Move along. Got it. <laughs> um, I, had a, I have a student. I'm a teacher. Um, I teach middle school math. And I had a student today come in for reading, and he, was, he had a book in his hand. Shadows of the Empire. Nice. My favorite Star Wars book. Dun, 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 and dun, 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 dun. from now on, this kid is going to get a good grade. Wow. That's an instant A. Yeah. Well, well B plus. Insider tip. You know, <laughs> if you're getting Mr. Lemire's glass, you <laughs> bring a Star Wars book, and you're going to endear We'll always wear your Star Wars shirt to the tests. Exactly. <laughs> the force will be with you. All right. Um, one thing that I thought might be kind of funny for us to do is uh, go through... Now, this... The Star Wars universe is set a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yes, very far away. But the technology is beyond ours. Right. Sometimes it is even prophesying a little bit Mm. of the technology that we have. But I thought it would be kind of fun to do um, our favorite incongruity of the Star Wars universe. And what do you think I mean by incongruity, Josh? Uh, well, I, I guess the definition would mean something that doesn't match up quite, or uh, you know, you've got a timeline issue, or or something along those lines. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, now there are some there are some very obvious ones that uh, get talked about a lot, like the Luke and Leia relationship thing. That was sure interesting, to say the least. I mean, some people would call that incongruent. <laughs> some would, but um, depends on what state you're in. <laughs> Fair, <laughs> um, but I wanted to. Uh, I I wrote this down because I wanted to. I wanted to say it right. So, despite the major technological advances in the Star Wars universe, there seems to be an unusual lack of safety precautions in their structures that they build. Ah, um, i.e., railing. Ah, yeah, they don't care about railings. Yeah, so there's no OSHA. Nope. There's, there's no L and I. Nope. Um, if you just put a platform out, walk across it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, seriously. And if if there is a railing, it is the wimpiest little metallic rail. Um, you could not build a deck in those standards. Usually about thigh high, and a trooper can just trip right over it. Yeah, catch you mid thigh, and whoops a daisy. So, how many people 
uh, can you think of off the top of your head that have fallen to their demise in the <laughs> Star Wars universe because there wasn't a railing? I, well, do you want me to give you a number? Yeah, well, no, just off the top of your head. I don't know. I guess in the movies that we see. Oh, just yeah, just in the movies. In the movies? Yeah. Uh, gosh, it's got to. It's got to be like in the teens, twenty maybe. I don't know. Any like major characters that you can think of? Like yes, well there, yeah, there I, are people that like stormtroopers falling out. Ah, you know the uh, Wilhelm scream. There happened to be a railing though when like three PO went off the skiff because R two pushed him, but there was a railing. He just happened to be in the gap between the railings, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, there's definitely like uh, uh, didn't Obi Wan go backwards off one in the in the prequels? He kind of fell backwards, but they always so, land on their feet. Yeah, that whole Naboo in that building yeah, thing. Yeah. They were jumping from platform to platform. Yeah, they're just falling off stuff. And getting kicked off right. of them. And there is there is nothing there to help. Well, yeah. Okay, so here's a short list of major characters. Oh, here. okay. Wow. All right. Well, the the biggest one, um, the biggest one, again, if you want to talk wimpy railing. Okay. Uh, when Luke and Vader cross sabers and, uh, and Vader eventually throws the Emperor over a railing that, okay. that does not come up to his waist. It doesn't. No. It wasn't there to stop a an, uh, an, an imperial uh, emperor from from. No, there was falling. nothing to grab onto. And like you said, it was about his knee His hands high. also were a little busy shooting lightning, so maybe he could have grabbed on. Fair. Um, Luke. Yeah? Luke in Empire Strikes Back. Now, he self-inflicts himself on he this He does. One. He bails off of this, but where he was at and how he got out there, that little sure. ledge, sure, very dangerous. It does, for the depth of some of these pits that they're over, the railing does seem insufficient. Like, I was just at the top of the Space Needle. There's no chance you're no, accidentally falling off of that thing. Giant railings. And netting. Well, yeah, and, and it's even glass now. Like, you can't even go through it. Because I mean, basically, the Space Needle is the top of is is a is a good model of being at the top of any uh, reactor in most ships and or buildings. <laughs> you you <laughs> you would think, but I am Darth Maul. Yeah, not. I mean, I mean, there was like a laser field to stop him from getting into the room. Yeah, no railing from going yeah. down the pit. There's like there's like six <laughs> six doors. <laughs> <laughs> Six circles of hell. I'm enjoying, that he had your, to get I'm enjoying your railing theory. <laughs> this could be an un an untraveled uh, an untraveled Star Wars uh, line here thread. Yeah, yeah, and okay, you ready for another one? Yeah, go. Han Solo, his demise yeah. came out in the middle of a walkway oh, yeah. with no rails. I, uh, the, <laughs> maybe they could have saved him if he hadn't tumbled, right? Yeah, or if he's just fallen down. We know that wound was cauterized. Instantly. Yeah. There's a chance. But over the non-railing. Him, yeah, I mean, so I, you, you're offering yourself no... Who's no, building these railings? It, droids? It has to be. It's like I leveled R2. Now, either the, uh, the, the litigation system in that universe is so poor that it's not worth to sue people. Sure, sure. Because, I mean, you're going to sue the Empire. Like, no. Good the, luck. You're going to sue the First Order. Good luck. Yeah. That'll yeah. Get, that'll get you a right. lightsaber right up the keister. So, wow. um, was that visual enough? <laughs> but uh, either that or, or, or that they just think that natural selection will play itself out. And if you're there's a lot foolish of systems. enough, <laughs> there's a lot of systems. If you're foolish enough to yeah. tow that, that edge, then uh, maybe it's well. It, now maybe hold on, because I can I can support another theory here. Because Luke got scooped out into a little shoot in Empire, so maybe they're like, 
we don't need railings because we got these little escape hatches we'll pump you out of. We've got these air vents that you could get accidentally now what they do sucked have, into. What they do have is antenna to catch onto when you fall out the bottom of Bespin's Cloud City. There are antenna. Yeah, thank God for those. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know. I like your railing theory, though. It's terrible. OSHA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe that's why the Republic, maybe that's why the rebels are so pissed. Like, <laughs> people, more people, railings. <laughs> people keep falling to their death. Our pets. Uh, hell no, we off. won't fall. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Well, there you go. I like the railing theory. Okay. All right. It's a good reason to rise up. We are we are getting close to the end of our podcast here and we, we are. We always like to finish up with our final thought of the day. Mm. And Josh, I'm going to I'm going to roll this one out to you. This is not um an incongruity. Okay. That, um but it is something that I have thought a lot about. Okay. Um with the remakes that or the, excuse me, the one-offs, the solo, the mm. Rogue One. Mm. Um the ideas that we could get an independent film um telling its own story here. And in the movie Solo, Kira mentions that she trained in the fighting style of Teres Kasi. Teres Kasi? Yes. That is um, coincidentally, or maybe not coincidentally, it's what Snoke's red Praetorian guards fight. Mm. That's their style of fighting. Mm. That, that awesome scene with... Uh, Ray and... Ray and Kylo yep. teaming up together. Well, all the guys in red, they were fighting in that style, you know, allegedly. Right. Um, in older Star Wars canon, which is now not canon, um, there was another woman who rose up through the ranks. Right. You know, from, from alleys um, all the way up to what... She ended up becoming the Emperor's assassin. Okay. Which... You know, Kira is trained assassin. Trained assassin for um, Dryden Voss, who now, spoiler alert, is no longer with us. Yep. And she's moving up the ranks now. If if we were to continue on her storyline, she would be now partnered with Darth Maul. Right. And we know eventually Maul is killed by Obi Wan. Right. Well, he um, was, yeah. Eventually. Right. Yeah. Uh, according to the um, cartoons, Rebels. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's another woman that comes up through the ranks be- and makes it all the way to the Emperor's assassin who fought in that exact same style, and her name is Mara Jade. All right. Okay, you're tracking with me I'm, so far? I'm with you. Mara Jade, I've... Uh, now, as a, as a high schooler, I read the Thrawn series, um, and that is what she's first introduced in. Right. Um, you know, she's got a, quite a, quite a storyline in the old canon, um, and her story weaves in and out with Luke, um, as enemies and then as lovers, they end up getting married and they even have a child named Ben together. Mm. Okay. But here's what I thought would be interesting. Um, if in one form or another, if they continue with the solo series, if they do another solo, like a, another movie to follow up with and right. they and they keep Kira in it. I would really like to see the Mara Jade character become Kira. I'd like to see that they take Kira's storyline and kind of blend it in with what Mara Jade ended up being. Um, or wouldn't it be interesting? Because we don't know what happens to Kira. We do know that Darth Maul ends up you know, dying at the hand of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then the, the uh, Crimson Dawn 
um, crime syndicate. Right. What happens with that? Well, the empire kind of, you know, some probably stay independent and they do their own crime lord things. Maybe Kira keeps trying to ascend. You know, she's looking for that power and she gets, and she ends up being the the hand of the emperor. Yeah. Right. And, and I thought that there's enough similarities between the two that they could pull it off. Um, I think what you're going to find out of that is that exactly what you've already discovered. And I think that's, if, if, and I hope they do something more with the solo movie, even though it didn't get the uh, acclaim that it could have or should have or whatever. I think should have. I think should have too. I, th- I think it was marred by, we already talked about this in, in, in a past life, but it was marred by uh, uh, some of the outside stuff. But the movie itself held up in the Star Wars universe, I think, very well. And I hope that they continue on with it and they don't, you know, they don't look at the bottom line because it made money, so it doesn't matter. Don't look at the bottom line. It made money. But um, I think what you're getting right now is, is what you get, and that is that they're taking these iconic characters that came from the old universe, mm-hmm. the old canon, and they're taking those good pieces from them. I don't think you'll see Kira become Mara yeah. Jade, but per, by her name. But she may, in her actions and in her similarities, and like you're already, you know, connecting the dots with her training, and and maybe even go as far as to be the Emperor's hand, but probably under the character that she is, just the same as uh, what you just mentioned. Anyway, just the same as some of the other characters hold those similarities. Yeah, because they're pulling from the good stuff. Well, let me ask you a question. This is just your opinion. You don't have to speak for all of the Star Wars universe out Thank there. Thank God, on all the fans. But would you see a movie um, that went off on Kira's? Yeah, path? And, yeah. And I think what we're seeing here, though, is with the success of the cartoons and the animated series that are out there. I think every anything's possible now because they don't have to invest the amount of capital and resources yeah. and all that stuff into a, a major motion picture, they can they can very easily and and intelligently and profitably because mm-hmm. a, adults like us, losers like us are still watching not losers, we're all great people, uh, are watching <laughs> these series and we're looking forward to them. And so yeah. I the Mandalorian. Think oh my gosh. And the, yeah. Whew. And then the resistance cartoon. And yep. it's like whatever way they want to get it out there. And so yes, I would watch the 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 end of or the connecting of those stories to to uh what's already out there for sure. Well, I think uh hey, come on, Khaleesi holds up on her own. She's yeah, fine. Absolutely. If and and if there's one thing that Star Wars is really enjoying right now is a strong female yeah. lead. You yeah. know? And and she's a good one. And she, she could she I, could hold the toe I the line. Absolutely think that uh that it would be it wouldn't be a bad direction to go if they wanted to go that way. Especially I, with that actress. She's good. She's solid, yep. And, yep. She, and she's got cred on her own. And, yep. And, uh, and, and they better strike while the iron's hot because we got the finale of uh, the final season of Game of Thrones coming out. Yeah. She's going to be a major part in that. Take her. And then Take. what? Then what? She's got nothing She's going to get on her that. dragon and fly to a galaxy far, Valhalla. far away. Oh, yeah. no, wait, that's different. Oh, that's a... Okay, well, um, side note on that. If she ends up being the Mara Jade character, sure. and you know that would be the one that Luke allegedly falls in love with. Sure, so yeah, that, this is a good one. Yeah. That would be a second and... woman that Luke That's right. gets to make out with. Right, that ends up being. They used to be Hans. Ex. <laughs> <laughs> Although it's not, Leia wasn't technically Han's ex. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> and Han ended but up with her. Just some weird dots. I to don't know. It's like there. go wash your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but at least this one's not a sister. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's that's it. That's all we got for today. Um, I think, as always, Josh, we appreciate uh, the listens. And, uh, you know, if there's a way you want to contact us through the Holo Chronicles dot com yeah or, we do have a website um uh at least a domain and uh it'll be up by the time all this stuff because you know we're, we're building this as we're as we're building so uh uh the hollow chronicles.com um we'll probably we'll have a facebook page for you look us up the hollow chronicles just like h-o-l-o chronicles <laughs> c-h-r-o-n-i-c-l-e-s dot com dot com so yeah uh appreciate it you guys are awesome love star wars Remember, the Force will be with you, always. See you, Josh. See you, Andy. <laughs>